Welcome to the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. Your weekend wake-up tradition for the last 30 years. It's Rosie on the House. And a beautiful, wet Arizona. Good morning to you all. It's more than just being beautiful today. It's, it's also the time in which we live in. If you were waking up this February morning in 1857, you might catch a glimpse of old High Jolly and his camel train arriving in Arizona to try and establish the first wagon road from Arizona to the West Coast. But he was not the first one to try and introduce camels to Arizona. A year earlier, Jefferson Davis had ordered a bunch of camels to use as military supply transports to get over into California. And uh, that lasted until the Civil War broke out and the camels that were at Fort Verde were turned out to graze and just kind of meandered off. Found other places? <laughs> You'd think they would love the desert, wouldn't you? I'm, I am quite thankful to be in a time where I can get in an F-150 if I need to get over to California and not have to hop on a camel. Especially a Raptor. That makes it even more fun. And I've got things today to worry about instead of what am I going to feed my camel. My biggest thing I've got to decide today is do I go to Sunrise and ski a 58-inch base with two feet of new snow this week? Or do I go to Snowball where they've got a 70-inch base? I hmm. Such decisions to make. Sunrise. Get over that. It's, it's, you better it's start more, now. Yeah. <laughs> that drive's going to take you a little bit longer. A little more family-friendly. Family-friendly, a yeah. couple more mountains to ski. Mm-hmm. You also have the Prada del Sol. The 66th annual Prada del Sol starts today at 10 a.m. Or the... 71st, Wickenburg Gold Rush. It is such a big deal in Gold Rush. The kids get Fridays off. No school on Friday. Everyone's at Gold Rush. Getting ready for it. Wow, that's awesome. Our Rosie on the House promotions team is in Tucson today. You can find that event on on our website at rosieonthehouse.com for the Bell Extreme Home Makeover 10th Anniversary Tour and Blood Drive. We'll be talking with our uh, Southern Arizona Rep Susan in the 9 o'clock hour about that. But none of these things made Roger Naylor's 2019 bucket list for Arizona. What am I missing? Oh, man, you're going to get me in trouble, especially I love Wickenburg. I, I'm, I'm just about to write a big story about them here, and they just hired me. And now uh, you're, you're pointing out that I left them off the bucket list. Uh, that was a story I wrote for the Arizona Republic that it ended, uh, ran in late December and uh, was just 12 iconic experiences that I think every Arizonan should have. And should, if you haven't done it, plan on having it in 2019. But that's the thing with this kind of story. I could write a completely different list next week. And, you it's know, hard I mean, to narrow it another down. Way, there's just so many great things to do in Arizona throughout and, and stuff. You can't experience this list without first getting a copy of Roger Naylor's Boots and Burgers book. Tell us about putting this book together, and then we'll talk about using the book while you experience the things in Arizona on your, your 2012. Nice. Or, I like that idea. 2019 list. Well, <laughs> Boots and Burgers is my dream book. That's my love letter to Arizona, uh, disguised as a hiking and dining guide, because that's my favorite day of all. That's that's the best day you can have as far as I'm concerned. You get out and you hike and you hike and you hike for miles and miles. You work off a few calories, and then you stop at some little diner on the way back home, and you order a big juicy burger, and you pack the calories right back on again. I admire the zen-like simplicity of it all it's a beautiful day and then you're you're home and 
and enjoying your uh, your you know your evening on your porch watching the sunset or uh, having dinner with a wife or uh, you know because I, I used to do a little backpacking more when I was younger and now I'm much more of a day hiker you know I just like to get out and hike during the day but I enjoy my comforts in the evening and that's what uh, the boots and burgers uh, uh, book is about but also it's it's to get you out exploring the same with the bucket list to get you out exploring different corners because I include all these uh, little sidebars about great museums when you're in an area uh, state parks scenic drives that sort of thing so there's all these little tidbits so not only are you you know if you're driving out to Kingman to hike a trail what else is there to see in Kingman here's a place to eat but here's also some other things to see and do around there and stuff so that's what the the whole book it's a road trip bible well we have used it extensively Rose and I love to do that sort of day you hike for the day and then you find some really great little local local place, place. To they're eat. all mom and pop places and if you don't know the area you just look for the number of cars out front right? exactly but otherwise you can use your book yeah. so we've mm. we've used it and had a really great time our favorite has been satchmo so far up in, in Flagstaff. Flagstaff. Oh. that's a great little spot cajun and barbecue mm-hmm. what a wonderful combination How can you lose? i know it so we start off with having a drink at the palace saloon for anybody that's not familiar with the palace and maybe new to arizona or you never made it quite uh, quite past uh, Black Canyon City. You got to get up to Prescott. Uh, they've got a street there, which is uh, any street named Whiskey Row. Come on, that's just a, <laughs> that's just a great street name to begin with. But uh, the Prescott used to be the territorial capital of Arizona, and uh, there was uh, it was a wild, rowdy town. There are so many saloons there. The Palace is the oldest existing saloon still in Arizona. So much history there. And it has got one of the great all-time drinking stories. Uh, the Back in the day, you know, all these towns burnt to the ground several times because that's what happens when you, you know, have candles and drunks in the same room. And not exactly uh, a standard building code. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, uh, the... Whiskey rose on fire around the turn of the century, and they wanted to save the patrons of the palace, wanted to save the big 1880s Brunswick bar they had in there. So they carried it out into the street, across the street to the courthouse there, and sat on the lawn and kept throwing back the shots of hoots. They just and kept it drinking, burn watching it burn. So you got to love that drinking story. But the palace reopened the very next year, rebuilt, and uh, it's been open ever since. Uh, was kind of seedy there for a while, but a few years ago, new owners took over and really restored it to its historic glory. And, you know, there's been, uh, if you've ever seen the Junior Bonner movie with Steve McQueen, <laughs> shot many scenes in the palace. Uh, there's been several other uh, films uh, made there. And it's just a great part of uh, Arizona history. You know, you drink where Wyatt Earp and Virgil Earp and Doc Holliday drank and stuff. So, And I do, they've got a big poster of Junior Bonner and Steve McQueen yep. and he's carrying the saddle. I like sitting around that corner. It's kind of close to the restroom so you get that traffic. But from that angle is kind of where the camera was on the dance scene when there was overlooking the crowd in that movie. You just kind of, you 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 almost can sit there and feel like you've gone back in time fifty years. Right. It's 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 well. It's a, that's what the palace is. It's a time capsule. You know, so you can kind of revisit any era that you want there. And in your book, Boots and Burgers, I learned about a new burger place in Prescott. I had never right off a of whiskey roll, brown bag burger. Brown bag right burger, right up on very, Sheldon Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make some really good burgers too. There's a couple great ones in uh, Prescott that I've included in the book. Uh, Bill's Grill there and. Uh, 
um, uh, the brown bag and, you know, some beautiful hiking trails. Uh, Prescott's done a really great job of adding all these new hiking trails. In fact, they've got the Prescott Circle Trail that's just been completed a couple years ago. I would have certainly mentioned that in my book, but it wasn't uh, finished then. But it's so, 54 miles Can I help around. you with the second edition? You bet. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'll appoint you my burger deputy. We'll go out. We'll hike. We'll eat. Team Rosie Write on the book. house. Yeah. <laughs> We're on it. The one you do mention in the book is the Salida Gulch Trail. That sounds like a pretty nice it little one-day. It is. It's a really nice little trail. It's uh, a fairly easy. takes you through some lovely woods. You pass some old uh, uh, petroglyphs. Um, and then it takes you up on a nice ridge line. You have some great views of the mountains there, down the Bradshaws and Granite Mountain and Thumb Butte and stuff. And, um, you know, you're back in time for, uh, for a burger. Moving south, number two on the list, we go to Karsher Caverns. Uh, that you know, it's such an. If you've never been to Karsher Caverns, it's a state park. It's it's one of the most amazing places that I've ever been. It's it's if you turn the Grand Canyon inside out, you've got Karsher Caverns. It's like walking into the chambers of a, a beating heart. It's this wet living cave, which is something so different. Most people never get to experience, and it was discovered by these two young cavers that you know found a little blowhole about the size of a grapefruit and they kind of chipped away at it made it about the size of a volleyball slithered in discovered this pristine cave that nobody had ever been in and they kept it secret for years for years and years and years and they finally took the Karchner family it's on their ranch they finally took them into their confidence after they'd done a lot of research about them and they all realized that you know they needed to keep it protected otherwise it would get trashed by people finding stuff so uh they they brought the state parks people in they had they blindfolded state officials before they'd take them <laughs> out there drove them out around uh, so they wouldn't know where it was and it's down in the whetstones mountains a little south of benson there um but then it opened as a state park it's one of the few caves that's a that's a wet living cave you go through these norad style airlock doors to get in to help keep down the humidity and stuff. And uh, it's one of the few caves that's actually wheelchair accessible. They've got the path that takes you through. And uh, it's just a gorgeous experience. Water's still dripping. You hear it. You smell, you know, the humidity's there. It's, it's just a really uh, amazing experience to be in. And here's one uh, journey that a lot of people don't know. You can also take once a week. I think it's on a, either Friday evening or Saturday evening. It's on the website. But you can take a helmet and headlamp tour. So you go in after they turn off all the lights and you go in just wearing your little headlight and seeing everything like that, kind of as the cavers did. So it it's is, really cool. It is quite popular. Call ahead. And I think you do need oh, yeah. you oh, have yeah, to have yeah. tickets. You always and make you can't just, make, I don't think you can just walk no, up. No, it's make, amazing. Make, make yeah. reservations for any of the tours, you know, just plan on. But they, they give the t regular tours throughout the day, the headlamp and uh, the helmet and headlamp tours just once a week. On State Park's website, they have a video of the guys that discovered that cave and them talking about just this little tiny crack in the rock and feeling a draft, and they knew something was big behind there. But it took them, like, hours to just eat their what way. What would possess without... you to stick your body through uh, a <laughs> slice on the ground? Uh, not That's me. That's what cavers do. Oh. <laughs> and while you're there, we've got a couple uh, Boots and Burgers Trail, the Cochise Trail Sunsets, that one. Oh, I love uh, the I Cochise, love Cochise Trail. Amazing. Yeah, it's just an incredible trail up through the Dragoons there, just one of the, the most impressive mountain ranges that we have. Just these uh, upright boulders, all these shapes and faces. And, of course, this was the stronghold of the Apache 
uh, Chieftain Co uh, Cochise, and uh, this is where legend has it. It takes you up to Cochise Stronghold, one of his favorite places, and legend has it he's buried somewhere in these uh, uh, cliffs, and uh, his uh, braves ran over the ground with horses, so his grave could never be found again stuff. But it's just uh, incredible, spectacular country. You, you climb up there on this high ridge of mountains, and you look across the valley, and you can actually see Fort Huachuca. So you understand why the Apaches were so difficult. They could see the soldiers two come. days be <laughs> before they could actually get to the mountains and stuff. So Talk yeah. about feeling history, yeah. you know, being out there in the middle of nowhere, yeah. just trying to picture all that going on. Great, great mountain range, the Dragoons. Now, you had mentioned earlier you're going to get in trouble with Wickenburg. We're going to get in trouble with the rest of this list because we were supposed to get through number uh -oh. five in this segment. We're over our break. We've only gotten to two. We've missed the La Posada and Will, uh, Winslow. Uh, the Verde Valley, the Verde Canyon Railroad out of Camp Verde, and the Hubble Trading Post up on the res. So we'll hit a couple of those and make up a little time. It's our wide open road. The Rosie on the House Arizona Hour with Sanderson Ford. Arizona, home to 13 breeds of rattlesnakes, more than anywhere else in the world. But the Diamondback is not our state rattlesnake. No. Nor is the Mojave, that's nor the Sidewinder. That's about all I know. It's the rigid nose rattlesnake, and it makes its home in the Dragoon Mountains. I did not set that up. It just worked perfectly <laughs> that we happen to be yeah. ending the last segment talking about the Dragoon Mountains. Uh, so Need to spend some more time there. Where the Kochi stronghold was. So if you can name the state rattlesnake, text it to 411 Nine two three, and we'll send you to any one of Arizona state parks, including uh, you, it could be Tubac Presidio Historic State Park, where our uh, staycation winner will be traveling next weekend. And uh, but that's just one of thirty-five you have the option to choose from. We're working through Roger Naylor's twenty nineteen bucket list, and we're not going to get to all twelve of them and the depth that uh, they I, deserve. And I don't even want to because I love to listen to Roger. He's a wordsmith, and he just kind of opens pictures in your mind of, of where we're going so they can find the – you guys can find the entire list on our Facebook page or on our website on the quick links and um, catch up on the rest. But we're just going to enjoy Roger's company and letting him fill us in on these. And we do need to keep uh, – I, I want to go back, though. I don't like to go back, but I, we can't skip over the Hubble Trading Post. Oh, yeah. It's it's a beautiful spot. It's a, it's a cathedral. This is the trading post of all trading posts. It's the oldest – you know, dates back to the uh, the Lorenzo Hubble days, 1876, and it's still very much functioning. Even though it's a National Historic Site now, it's still a functioning trading post. You go in, and there's a rug room. There's an Indian trader with the the jewelry, and then you walk into the general store, and these you open. It's this dimly lit, lit little room, and uh, with wooden creaky floors, and the the air is just spicy with aromas. And the Navajos are in there, you know, buying sacks of flour, buying all the things they normally do and you know it's just you know you just creep in quietly and and are feel so blessed to get to be part of it to witness this little bit of history and you know just buy a, you know I buy an ice cream or a soft drink and just you know just sit around and enjoy it for a little while and and uh, you get to explore the grounds they give tours of the old Hubble home it's oh, they it's, do. it's uh, yeah yeah uh, and it's just amazing it's a beautiful little setting up there and uh, on the Navajo Nation in Ganado and how many other mercantiles or library or trading posts 
in Arizona that are over 100 years old. Yeah, is there? you know, there, there's, a, there's a handful. You know, we've got some, uh, uh, you know, up in Tuba City, up in Shanto. Uh, you know, there's a few that are really beautiful, but the Hubble is just sort of the, you know, the most uh, uh, expansive. Then you've got Ida, Chimichanga, and Tucson to add to your bucket list. Well, that's, yeah, uh, at the in El Charo, uh, the original El Charo, which was opened in 1922 by uh, um, uh, Monica Flynn, um, and she she was you know back then women opening businesses was not uh, that uh, you know common. Uh, she did everything. She you know took your came out and took your order. She went back uh, and the story that I heard and I don't know whether this is actually true. I haven't run it to ground, but she would have to she would take your order and and get paid for the the meal that you wanted and then run out back to the market, buy the ingredients and come back and then make them and serve them to you. That's that's the story I originally heard. But, I mean, that's the kind of shoestring it was. So it's the oldest uh, operating Mexican restaurant still owned by the same family, same in, the, family. in the country. Uh, you know, I think it's her great-niece, uh, uh, grand-niece now that uh, operates and stuff. But this is allegedly where the chimichanga was invented when she actually knocked a burrito into the um, uh, <laughs> boiling oil and invented the chimichanga. Started to make a, use a swear word in Spanish. And there are kids around, so she chimichango, which means uh, this or that or something in Spanish, and that that's where it started from. So where it's a, would we be today without that? Exactly. <laughs> so you can go down there. There's several El Charos around Tucson now, but the old one, the original, is still in the little uh, adobe house downtown. Can't get any more local than that. Exactly. And that ties into spring wildflowers because if you're traveling to Tucson south to do this, you've got. Picacho Peak and yeah. uh, Catalina or the, State the Park, seventy nine, uh, Pinal Oracle. Parkway, yeah, yeah, Oracle State Park down there. Uh, in fact, I just finished. Uh, I'm. I think it's going to be such a great wildflower I think season you're right. that I did. Uh, I always write the wildflower story for the Arizona Republic. This year, I'm doing two of them. One for around the state. I just finished that one. It'll run a little later in February, and then I'm doing one just for the Phoenix area, Maricopa County, around here because there's so much stuff already blooming that's been blooming since January. This is one of the greatest shows on earth. Uh, we're we're gonna have a season like we haven't had in a few years. Get out exploring wildflowers. And this one we'll do quickly. Swim at Slide Rock because that ain't on anybody's list for about another four months. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's it's cold great enough to go in June. June. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's one of the all-time great swimming holes. More with Roger Naylor on uh, 2019 Bucket List. And if you get the link that we have posted on our Facebook that takes you to Arizona Central, there's pictures with all of these stories just to see a little bit more in depth of what we're talking about. The tank is full, and we're moving through the Arizona Hour with Sanderson Ford and Rosie on the house. Valentine's Day is this week. You ready? Well, not in the sense you, you're supposed to be ready. <laughs> I remember it more as our state's birthday. We will oh. be 107 years old this Valentine's Day. Rosie and Roger, remember that, uh, that like it was yesterday when old oh, President Taft hey, signed hey, it into hey, the, hey, signed hey, now. the last state in the continental U.S. to join the <laughs> Union. <laughs> It is sad how much of it I do remember. <laughs> yeah, Rosie's always surprised when he looks at Arizona highways and, and recognizes the cover and then looks at the date. Goes, wow, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> All 
All right, from Slide Rock, we're going to keep moving north on Roger Naylor's 2019 Arizona bucket list and move up to Seligman. Now, Williams gets a lot of attention as the old Route 66, but a couple miles over in Seligman, they, they do a pretty good job in that town. Well, that's the uh, that's sort of ground zero. That's one of the most beloved places on Route 66 because Route 66 was saved by the people in Seligman. Uh, the town barber, Angel Delgadillo, his brother Juan Delgadillo, owns the snowcap. They're the ones, after uh, Route 66, U.S. 66 was decertified in 1987, it was uh, Angel and Juan and some of the others uh, that called a meeting uh, organized the, the Historic Route 66 Association of Arizona, the very first of its kind, and began lobbying the state to have their portion of the road designated as Historic Route 66. Now, if you've ever tried to lobby the state to do anything, it's not easy, but they succeeded, and that became the blueprint that every other state followed. That's how it exists today. There is no more U.S. 66. It's all historic Route 66 on a state-by-state basis. So it exists because of a handful of people in Seligman, Arizona. And Angel uh, Juan sadly passed away in 2004, but his kids are still running the snowcap, and Angel still shows up there at his little barber shop and gift shop, and people come from all over the world to uh, to talk to him. He's uh, 92 now, and uh, um, uh, you know, just as happy and jolly as can be, and, and he's the most famous small-town barber in the world. He's in books and magazines and movies all over the place and stuff. And that begins right there's where the longest unbroken stretch of Route 66 still exists. You can get off at Crookton Road just uh, east of uh, Seligman, take it all the way to the California border. And Gary D has been following Route 66. He's kind of gotten uh, hooked on some developments that they're doing through legislation and restoration. Uh, and what, what was the gentleman's name we had on? I found this guy uh, last summer, Roman Rich. Roman Rich. Roman oh, yeah, Rich. Yeah. And I he's taken Rich. it upon himself to uh, document all the uh, original parts of the road and the newer parts of the road and whatnot and all that because uh, there is a bill in Congress right now to make it a National, National Historic Trail. Exactly. And uh, there's some more movement on it, but uh, that'll take a little while to talk about. But, uh, no, it's fascinating. Uh, and uh, With Arizona being the first association, all eight states have an association yeah. now. Yeah, everybody followed that blueprint that Arizona laid down and stuff. And, of course, you can learn more about it in my book, Arizona Kicks on Route 66. I do want to get through your list of books because uh, you do have some great ones. And, oh, the thanks. and the, well, We'll get to that. <laughs> we need to keep Roger longer. <laughs> we, we, we do. And when we're in uh, Seligman, we can move over to Kingman for our Boots and Burgers Trail on the Monolith Garden Trail in Kingman. That's a great trail. Not Hardly anybody knows about it. You know, people don't think of Kingman as a big hiking spot. It's just some place you pass through on your way to Vegas or something. But they got a great system of trails And you there. don't even really pass through Kingman. If you hit 40 yeah. and you turn north on 90, you, you, you completely you miss, miss it. it. And that's too bad because we've got a beautiful historic downtown, a lot of cool stuff happening. The best piece of pie I have ever had in my life available there in Kingman. It's listed in my book. Uh, uh, it's also in Boots and Burgers. It's one of the burger joints. The uh, Floyd Family Barbecue uh, is uh, uh, just incredible uh, barbecue, but they do a an ultimate lemon pie that uh, just is like gelato. It just melts in your mouth. It's just, oh, unbelievable. You're not I'm supposed ready to for be hungry now. after breakfast. I know, I know. I'm ready for pie. I know, we've lost Let's him. Let's go for pie. <laughs> but you know, some people Rock think Springs pie is, is a, a good breakfast. Right? Pie is the breakfast of champions <laughs> yeah. as far as I'm concerned. 
Now, we're going from the northwest side of the state to the southeast side, walking the streets of Tombstone. You know, I love Tombstone. I love Cochise County. I love that area. And uh, Tombstone, a lot of it, it, it can be a little commercial. It can be a little hokey at times, but it's still where everything actually happened. There's so much authentic history there. The most famous gunfight in history, of course, gets reenacted uh, there at the OK Corral. Three times a day for seven ninety nine spectator or whatever it is. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, you should also visit the Birdcage Theater, the old Tombstone Courthouse. There's just all so much history. And just walking those old wooden uh, boardwalks and reading the signs. You know, this is where Morgan Earp was killed. This is where Sheriff White was killed. This is you know, I mean, there's all this stuff. There's so much history around. It's definitely someone, a place everyone should visit. And they have the biggest or largest or oldest, one of those rose the bush. Oldest, the oldest, largest, the largest rose tree in the world. And they have a big rose tree festival every spring. It's really cool. It was uh, this uh, woman who was homesick for a Scottish home in 1885. Someone had sent her a little twig of this Lady Banks rose, and she planted it. And now it just covers acres. I mean, not acres, but just a huge—I forget how many thousands of square feet it is. Uh, it's— uh, propped up on trellises and back and stuff. It's really cool. Now, we've all heard of the Colorado River, but not everyone knows about the Little Colorado River and a couple treasures along that stretch of of river that's uh, that one's all Arizona. It starts up on the slopes of Mount Baldy and tr comes down and it becomes it's the river that flows right through Greer. And this is where also where the state fish, the Apache trout, was saved by uh, conservation efforts by the tribe. And um, the little Colorado just has such great history. It eventually joins the Colorado River, too, at a, a confluence near the Grand Canyon there. But uh, there's uh, it's so beautiful traveling through the White Mountains. And like I said, you know, you can just walk along it right through uh, downtown Greer and up on Mount Baldy. There's such beautiful hiking. So if you're a fisherman, great. Get out, you know, drop a line. And if if you're just a hiker like me, just, you know, it's it's beautiful hiking to get to experience a place that doesn't exist anywhere else. It's funny. Every, you know, there's certain places I go. Like we've talked about the Dragoon Mountains. And when you're there, you're like, man, this is my the best mountain range in Arizona. You get up to the White Mountains in a creek with the blue spruce. You're like, man, this is my the best mountain range in Arizona. <laughs> you get over up yeah, and yeah. the Aspens are on the north side of uh, uh Gosh, the San Francisco Peaks, Peaks and Flagstaff. Like, man, how could this not be your favorite exactly. mountains in Arizona? <laughs> Something for everybody. We've got that kind of diversity that everybody for, sort of forgets about. You know, they think of Arizona as a desert state. Well, yeah, but it goes a little beyond that. So that's what this list is for, and that's what my books are for. Get out and see this beautiful place. And we wrap up the list back up, at, of course, the Grand Canyon. You got to go and see a, a sunset at the Grand Canyon. You know, that's one of those things that, uh, you know, we, we sort of take for granted. This is bucket list item for people from all over the world that maybe get to experience it once if they're lucky. And for us, it's just a weekend. How many people it's have you asked that haven't even been there who live here? I know. That's, it's amazing. That's, those are the people that I, I struggle not to punch in the neck. You know, it's just uh, when <laughs> they the tell neck. you that, they announce it almost with pride. I've never been there. Well, what are you, just an idiot? You know, we're, we're, we've got one of the seven natural wonders of the world in our backyard. Why would you not Why go? Why would you not? 
And there's a difference between going and experiencing. If exactly. If you drive up yeah. to the South Rim, get out, look over the edge for a few hours, and leave, you you haven't experienced yeah. it. But it's still, that's out. still even amazing, though. Yeah. It is, but you, get out you haven't walk, seen walk the anything. Rim trail. You, mm-hmm. you know, even if you can't walk into hike into the canyon, the Rim Trail stretches for, I forget how many miles, 13 miles or so, uh, away from the village. It goes all the way out to the Yaki Point and the South Kaibab Trail, all the way out to Hermit's Rest, so you can get away from the crowds. You know, it's all level walking it's easy walking anybody can do it stuff you can experience it you can have some of the grand canyon all to yourself no matter how crowded it is in the village you just have to you know find your little spot if you are a camper think about all the stars you get to see it's so dark up there and this month's edition of arizona highways it celebrates that you know this is their 100th anniversary of grand canyon national park and there's a one of the articles, and it talks about the North Rim and how different it is to look at the Vastly canyon different. looking down versus the South Rim looking up. Now, the difference is you could get to the Grand Canyon South Rim from, you know, in a couple hours. You get to the North Rim, you have to go up through Vegas or you go around through Utah or you fly into St. George and drive rent a car and drive <laughs> south. Well, actually, yeah, it's a beautiful drive because you go all the way up 89, then you go along the uh, the Vermilion Cliffs, which is spectacular, through the Arizona Strip and then uh, down through Jacobs Lake, 64. Beautiful drive. It does take you a few hours, uh, but it's gorgeous, and it is a very vastly different experience. It's 1,000 feet higher, and you're up in a, a high forest. It's only open from uh, May through August the end of October and stuff so uh, um, only 10% of the uh, visitors make it to the North Rim but it, it looks different you're seeing different perspectives different views uh, beautiful scenic drives out there so uh, certainly worth getting to the North Rim as well and uh, speaking of the uh, centennial of the National Park uh, I was very honored that the National Park uh, uh, hired me to actually write their commemorative magazine for the uh, the centennial so there's going to be a there's a 52 page magazines it just went to the printer it would have been out already but the government shutdown kind of slowed things up a bit <laughs> just a bit but i uh, i wrote the entire magazine and worked with a graphic designer so we got beautiful photos a lot of great history stories timelines a lot of behind the scenes things and it it's a free magazine it'll be free it it'll be they're putting out a million copies you can get it at the canyon or you can get it at some of the arizona visitor centers Center, uh, should be out within a month. And, and you'll you, send us one. I, I certainly can. <laughs> well, and you don't have to worry, Mom, because I put in your gold mine calendar a reminder to follow up with Roger in April when this is supposed to come out. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> so you'll, you'll get a reminder when we get close. <laughs> in Boots and Burgers, a lot of good trails that match with the Grand Canyon. You've oh, got yeah. the South Rim Trail. You have the North Kaibab Trail, uh, the one around Lee's Ferry. Yeah. For, what was the name of the... Oh, just Lee's Ferry Lodge. <laughs> yeah, that was hard. Well, that well, that's one of my one of my favorite burger joints in the in the world, and it's just a great bar. They've got you're up in the middle of nowhere, and it's they've got one of the all time fantastic porches, and you're just sitting mm. out. You got the Vermilion Cliffs rising behind you. You're out in the middle of nowhere, and you're sitting out on this porch, having a cold beer eating a juicy burger, watching the sun go down. It's just, it's one of my favorite places in the world. I love a good porch. You can get that list at Rosie. Oh, where, where'd you put it? 
rosieonthehouse.com. I, yeah. I know Gary will have it on the archive page. And also Facebook. And you can probably Google search Roger Naylor's 2019. It'll take you to the original article on Arizona Central. That you, you have to get back to that to experience everything because the amount of pictures that you have tied into each one of these bucket lists uh, – did you take all those? Uh, most of them. Most of them were mine. There's some, you know, they're all they're all credited to whoever took them. But yeah, most of them. I try to take most of the photos. That one on our Facebook page is a beautiful picture of the canyon, and it he took it. Now, you had mentioned at the beginning of the hour that you know next week you could do another list and it would be completely different, and <laughs> and that it, that is so true. Yeah. Uh, so if there was something on that list uh, in your corner of Arizona. That, uh, that we missed, or a little treasure mom-pop joint tucked in around the corner that nobody knows about, we want to hear about it. Just send us an email with, that, with those details to info at rosieonthehouse.com to share your corner of Arizona. Cruise it through the Arizona Hour with Sanderson Ford and Rosie on the House. Arizona, home to the world's largest solar telescope. Located 1.3 miles above sea level at Kicks Peak, southwest of Tucson. We do have great skies here. We have great skies. And uh, that was something kind of new. Each rejoiner, we had some different little history or fact to Arizona. Let us know uh, if you think that would make a good addition to the Arizona Hour. We thought it was going to be fun. It might be a little too much. We might have to do like two a show instead of uh, four a, a broadcast. Not that we'd run out of content, but... You, you put, pack too much in, you forget what you heard. There, so there you go. Let us know if you like uh, like that addition. Other topics you can hear here in the 7 o'clock hour coming up. We, My curiosity was fighter jets. Uh, Remy and I were talking about planes, and there was a little prop plane, a fighter jet, and he was asking about uh, you know how the, the dog fighting was. And that, that to me, uh, is extremely fascinating. Here we are, World War I. Less than two decades from the first flight of the Wright brothers. And how did they sell this? All right, Johnny, here's what we're going to do. We're going to stick you in this airplane. You're going to have no air conditioning or heating, so you got to put on huge layers of jackets because you're going to be thousands of feet in the air. You've got no music, no major navigation. And when you see the bad guy, to shoot, shoot him down, before we've got it you. time <laughs> so that the bullets fly between your propeller that's keeping you in the air. How, how do you sell that? So it got me thinking, you know, we have Luke Air Force Base right here in our own backyard. And where I live is underneath a flight path. So on some, on Mondays, we get to see the F-150 or F-35s all day long doing their their flight patterns. So we've got uh, uh, Jerry, a listener of the program, who's out there at Luke Air Force Base. Put us in touch with the PR department. We're going to have... Uh, someone from Luke Air Force Base coming and talk about the uh, development of the fighter jet from World War One to today's modern uh, fighter jets. We've got a series on horses that that we're going to be doing throughout the year, ending with the last one. All the people from Arizona who have made it to the national finals rodeo. Uh, we've and then next week we've got the Titan Missile Museum uh, going down to Tubac near Tubac where our Arizona Staycation winner is traveling next. Uh, next weekend and and roger when you're in that part of arizona what else hits your bucket list for for 
two back in the surrounding areas. Well, I love the Tubac Presidio. I love just walking around the uh, the old plaza in the village, uh, head down to the uh, the mission. Uh, the one ends a trail that uh, the trail connects the mission to the uh, Tubac Presidio because the Presidio was built to protect the mission. Um, afterwards, uh, there's a, also no. I've not done the the mine tour, but uh, that's uh, you can actually tour a working uh, open pit. Uh, a copper mine down there near the titan missile museum which the titan missile museum you'll have a blast with them it's a great place to visit so you know there's just so much uh, incredible history down there you can get down to pina blanca lake which is a beautiful little lake uh, nestled down in the canyons there and uh, head on down to nogales if you want some uh, really incredible uh, mexican food as well so you just can't go wrong any of that uh, area down in the santa cruz county and at the Tubac Presidio State Historic Park, they say, you know, come experience 2,000 years of Southwest living. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, I mean, this was uh, – they, they've got a really – uh, impressive display of, of history that just, yeah, just covers a wide range of, you know, and this was our first European settlement there, but it was, there's so much history going on before that and stuff because, you know, it was the Santa Cruz River Valley, so water brought all sorts of uh, activities and, and folks. Now, you've talked a lot about Arizona. I'm going to make you ask you to talk a little bit about yourself, and congratulations on being nominated into the Arizona Tourism, Tourism Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. I'm a Hall of Famer. I should I should start charging for these appearances. Well deserved. <laughs> well, thank you. That was a uh, uh, it was an incredible experience. Uh, they tricked me. Uh, actually, to get me there, uh, the Governor's uh, Tourism Conference, uh, they have that every summer. Uh, uh, it's, it's a really big event, and then they end with this gala dinner, this big banquet. And so my friends in Cochise County kept invi- invited me, said, hey, come be our guest. And I go, nah, I, I don't really do galas. I don't do banquets. You see how I dress. I'm I do boots and burgers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So they kept inviting me, and I kept turning them down. And finally, they had a, somebody called me and said, idiot, they want to acknowledge you. So I go, okay. Okay, so I go. So I think, well, I acknowledge that means at some point they'll, the MC will say we've got Please some stand. special guest in the audience and I'll, you know, wave, get a round of applause. So they do that, you know, in the evening. There's uh, some people from the governor's office. There's some state senators there. They all get, you know, acknowledged. And then I get skipped. I get ignored. I'm just sitting there. Well, why the heck did I come? And so finally, it's the time for the last award to put someone in the Hall of Fame and this video screen comes down, and there's Wyatt Earp from the OK Corral, and he's reading from Boots and Burgers. Oh, that's And it's like hurt. this five-minute video of people from all over the state reading from my books and talking about my articles and how much they meant to them and stuff. And then they introduce me, and this is a big standing ovation. I go up, and I'm like just stunned. And I you know, I say a few words, and they give me a word. And I'm dressed like this. I mean, I'm in hiking boots. They wouldn't have recognized you otherwise, Roger. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it was just great. So I'm I'm the 25th person in the Arizona Tourism Hall of Fame. So well, there you go. Congratulations. I know. I know. Thank you. It's very nice. You can sign up to win a staycation at rosieonthehouse.com slash staycation and go experience one of these great Arizona uh, locations, treasures. And you can do that if your house is up to shape and in par. And we drive, dive into that next, starting with your trees. We're talking trees with John Eisenhower of Integrity Tree Service, followed by our open line hour, and then plumbing systems of your home, all here on this Saturday morning at Rosie on the House. Roger Naylor, thanks for joining us. It was a us. pleasure. Good to see you guys.